When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. West Ham went into the game under a massive amount of pressure, uh, needing to respond to what was uh, you know, a shambolic and basically humiliating London derby defeat to Arsenal. Um, Riley, it didn't materialise, did it really, mate? It was, uh, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, another frustrating afternoon to be a West Ham fan. Lacklustre performance, um, n- not a good day, and one that's un- inevitably poor- piled the pressure on David Moyes. Um, and the players as well. I don't think they can get away from it as well. Mm. But obviously, David Moyes is the manager. He's the one who's going to take the brunt of it. Um, before we talk about David Moyes, mate, let's talk about the game a little bit. Firstly, what were your sort of overall thoughts on it? Um, quite a flat performance, really. I think that, you know, after the Arsenal game, you were always going to play a little bit better. I mean, it's it's impossible, isn't it, really, to, to do worse than a 6-0 performance. But, you know, I think it would have been nice to see us come out with a bit of grit, you know, come out with a you know, the idea that we wanted to make amends and it didn't really look like we wanted to make amends for the Arsenal defeat. It just looked like another game in the Premier League. You know, the players Mm. didn't exactly give me that sense of, you know, this is an apology for the Arsenal game that was at home that we lost 6-0 to against London rivals and allowed Declan Rice to score against us. I mean, you know, the Mm. amount that went wrong that day, you'd have thought the players would go out there. I'm always would have told the players, like, we need to make amends. For that game, you need to go out there and give it give it your all because we're going to go out there and do similar to what we did last week. Then we don't have a leg to stand on. I didn't get that sort of sense from the players that they were making amends for the Arsenal game, which is what they should have done. Really, um, it was a flat performance. I know uh, the City Ground is quite a hard place to go to, but you know, let's be honest, Forest are very low down there. Um, apart from Awani, uh, they haven't really got too many you know star players. And Morgan Gibbs White maybe is one of them, but. You know, how we've come away 2-0 down is just incredible to me, Um, especially as well, you know, Antonio coming in uh, before Mm. the game, which I thought was a massive boost for us. Uh, You had Ward-Prowse in there. You know, the the team was more than good enough to pick up three points. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, we just, like I said, we just looked a bit flat. 
Uh, we didn't look up for it. The defence, again, weak. Again, just gets bullied off the ball all the time. Mm. Um, Zuma looks past it, hasn't got the legs for it. Um, you know, we, the defence is the main concern for me. I know we're not scoring too many goals, but, you know, mm. it's hard to score goals, but it's it's not hard to defend the way that we're defending at the moment. We're giving up goals for free. We're allowing teams to play inside the box. Um, Areola seems like the only reason at the moment why we're even not conceding too many goals. So, yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's mm. for me, it was a very, very flat performance. I'm not exactly sure. Probably get onto it later what uh, Moy's comments were about, about him thinking that we played quite well in the final third, sort of. I don't, I'm not really sure what he, I, mean, I don't know if he's just forced to say that or if that's his genuine belief, but no, I, I don't think we played well at all, mate. Incredibly flat game and it uh, doesn't give me any confidence going into the next few weeks. No, I, I, I don't blame you. I feel very much the same and I think pretty much everyone watching this will feel the same. I, I, I don't think there's many fans that have got much confidence about this side at the moment and the manager. Um, like you, you, As you touched on there, you look at that team, the lineup. I was going to ask you actually what your thoughts were on the lineup. Obviously, you kind of answered that. I thought it was, it, it was like in my opinion, I actually thought a decent lineup, excluding the defence. You looked at the front three, but yes, he's dropped Thomas Suchek, which was desperately needed. Um, mm-hmm. Gave Calvin Phillips his start next to Al- Edson Alvarez, which we wanted to see. James, James Ward Prowse in there as well. I, I, I thought it would, you know, I was happy with the lineup aside from the centre back partnership. Um, like you, you, you touched on, we will talk about David Moyes, of course. I think we have to. That That's the big mm-hmm. talking point. It, it's something that's just not going to go away and we can't avoid it. And um, we will talk about that a bit more in a second. But you're right in what you're saying. Um, because I think we need to touch a little bit on David Moyes, not so much for his interview, but in terms of, but it kind of ties in with that. I get the feeling with him, like when you talk about the centre-back partnership, you've got Zuma and Agurd. I think I don't think there would be many West Ham fans, um, people that understand the club and been watching us game in, game out for the for obviously every every week, would have selected Zuma and Agurd. They just wouldn't have picked them. It's almost like David Moyes has a total detachment from reality. I mean, I talked about this yesterday actually on a video. There's that he, we always say, oh God, he's so stubborn. He's such a stubborn manager. He won't change his views. I, I actually, I'm actually starting to doubt that a little bit actually and starting to think he's actually just a bit detached. He doesn't seem to see what's actually happening. Like he just, he takes a long time to make decisions. For instance, like, you know, let's just talk about the transfer window. Obviously, we want to talk about the game in a set, but you know, we talk about the transfer window is a prime example of that. David Moyes didn't want Zaha, didn't, didn't want a winger. He said no to that option. He said no, he didn't want Brojo. He felt that we've got enough, he felt like he's got enough options. What are you talking about? Like, if that's your view, then you've got a complete detachment from actual reality. Like, and that I feel like sometimes we see that in his team selections. Like, I'm going to pick Zoom and a good. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you pick a centre back partnership of just shipped in six goals? And then three goals ahead, up, you know, a week before against Manchester United. You know, they've just conceded nine goals in two games. Looking all over the place. A Gerd looks disinterested. You've got Zoom, as you say, can't even walk, let them run. But yet he picks them. It's very frustrating. Um, and it, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about Moyes in a second, though. But the game itself, yeah, really poor. What did you make the first goal, mate? You, you already touched on it a little bit with a Gerd. Um, I, 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 I watched it, obviously, yesterday and I looked, looked back this morning at it. Far too easy, in my opinion, to be shoved off the ball, um, knocked off the ball. For a, this is the £30 million Premier League defender, one that apparently Moyes wanted for a long, long time and was banging on the door to get him through the club. I think he's um, starting to flatter to deceive a little bit. Would you agree? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, I still think he's got elements about him that I like. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, when he first came in, I thought he was mustard, mate. I mean, he looks incredible. He was very, very quick, very good at tracking back. Um, you know, I'm not really sure what's gone wrong from at West Ham at the moment, but both himself and Zuma, maybe it's because they're too safe. I mean, you can see six goals and play the next game. You know, what What am I going to get dropped for? Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, if mm. I can see six goals at home to Arsenal, who, you know, no disrespect, Arsenal are a good side, but... Six nil, mate. I mean, Burnley lost five. You know, like yeah, that's what we're talking about. Burnley, but, but Burnley lost... going down. Do you know what I mean? And Burnley going down. Burnley are in a very, very tough run at the moment. We're supposedly mm. challenging for Europe. We lost six nil at home to our London rivals. And let's be honest, there's a little bit of a rivalry going on with Arsenal and sort of the right situation itself. Mm. So if I'm a Gerd and Zuma, and I'm like, I've just shipped six goals at home, and my mm. name's still on that team sheet. All right then, cool. You know, what 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 have we got? What have we got to play for? What like I'm not playing for the shirt anymore, am I? Because if I'm fucking seeing six goals, then what what have we got to play for? You know what I mean? Like, do you get the feeling, Riley? Then maybe be like, oh Jesus, maybe I actually played really like bloody bad that game. Maybe mm. I should actually like step up my level a little bit. But if I'm getting picked after a six nil defeat, I mean, there's only two changes I believe, and it was Phillips and Antonio. Mm. I don't, I, did, I don't think Phillips started the Arsenal game, did he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's correct. That was the two. That was the two differences in that game. Um, it's, I, I agree. I, I, I actually think there's a case when we talk about a good and we talk about. So, I actually think this for a lot of players now. Um, and I, I don't like the term "lost the dressing room." I don't think that that that's a quite a harsh statement. That's almost to say like the players have really turned against you. Don't want to listen. Don't. I don't think the players dislike Moyes. I, 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 even as me as a fan, I don't dislike Moyes. I mean, I know there will be fans that do, and and, that, and they're absolutely entitled to feel that way. Personally, for me, I, I, I respect him. I think he's been brilliant for West Ham. He has been brilliant for West Ham. There's no two ways about it. He's been what we needed. He got us in, got us away from relegation, got us fighting in European places. We've won a trophy. We can't knock that. It's been brilliant. But I get the feeling now, um, more than ever, that the players have just lost belief in him I, I I don't think they're really believing in what he's saying in that dressing room when he's saying to them this is what we're going to go and do we're going to go and defend for 80 minutes we're going to try and play the counter-attack we're going to try and nick a corner and I think a lot of those players are thinking I, I, I can't be bothered with this anymore I, I, I get the feeling they're getting a bit exhausted with it much like the fans are I think the fans are getting tired of the same old tactics it's just tiring isn't it it's 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 the same old method it's the same tactics the same formation pretty much the same players you know, he made a few changes yesterday, like you say, a couple of changes, and 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 they were welcome. But again, we talked about defence needed change, and he didn't do that. But you know, this has been week in week out. I mean, he played the same team against Arsenal, the one that just got battered by Man United three nil. Right, we didn't play that bad against Man United, to be fair. But it was still we still lost three nil. Um, I just get the feeling that that's what's happened. I think the fans, have, well, the fans had lost belief quite a long while ago. I think in Moyes, um, 
But I think the players are starting to. And I wonder, when you look at Aguard, I think he's the epitome of that. Like you say, he started at West Ham. He was very, you know, some of the challenges he was making were exceptional. Uh, yeah, he was always had a bit of a mistake in him. I know that. But I just get the feeling, when you see his kind of attempts now, I mean, you look at that... Um, the goal against Manchester United is at Hoiberg when he and he went round him. He just he looked like he wasn't really interested. He just stepped round him. He smacked it in. Oh, looked disinterested. He looked disinterested yesterday. That first goal, he just shrugged off the ball. I just get the feeling that, he's, that I think the players are mentally a bit done. They're, I think they're a bit fed up. Probably getting a bit bored going into trading, hearing the same stuff, and they're not being rude. We'll talk about Moyes a little bit more uh, in a second. But you talk about his press conference and how. Um, some of the comments you listen to. And you think if you're listening to that kind of attitude at training as well, it must be a little bit, oh God, do I have to keep listening to this? It's it's quite painful to listen to. Um, quick, about touching on the game though, mate. Obviously, first goals we said was a bit of a, t- um, a crap one. Um, and then Phillips, red card. Um, I've got to say, mate, I mean, I, I know Phillips has had a bit of a torrid time to be at West Ham, but I thought that was a bloody harsh red card. In fact, I, I, I don't understand why it was given as a second yellow. What did, What was your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, the geezer can't catch a break, can he really? I mean, you know, he's basically led, his passes have led to two uh, goals, essentially. Like, when, no matter yeah. how you actually put down whose fault it was, it was his pass that sort of led to both of the goals. So I do mm. feel quite sorry for him, to be honest. And I think he's a quality player. And, you know, the, the first yellow car was a bit harsh. And then the second one, I thought, come on, that's just a 50-50, like... It's very, you know, get the blue card out at least, you know, at least get the blue get card the old blue, out. Get the blue out. Get, yeah. the old blue out. get the old blue card out and then, you know, we're all good. But no, I, I thought it was incredibly harsh for him to get a yellow, but it just it seems like one of those situations, doesn't it, where, you know, he's just not really, I mean, he's a player that's not got confidence as it is. I mean, you know, Pep's already touched on it that, you know, he didn't really give him the minutes. Um, I think that at, at his time there, Pep sort of called him unfit. At times, yeah, like, was, overweight, didn't it, he? he was overweight. Yeah, I think I think his actual words might have been overweight, and I think there was a bit of a meme going round of you know Kevin Phillips being a bit overweight. So I think mm. any player would have their confidence knocked for that, and because he hasn't hit the ground running at West Ham, he's probably not very confident uh, there either. So I think you yeah. know just give him a bit a bit of a run of games. Hopefully he'll uh, pick up his confidence and he'll uh, you know be able to get back in because I do believe that he can have a good end to the season. Uh, but I do think it's been uh, a very tough time for him. He's just got to pick himself up, basically. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think it'll come good for him. I, I felt sorry for him yesterday. It just feels like a bit of a culmination for him, as you say. Just such a bad start. And I felt for him in that. I, I, I really did. Because that was not a yellow card. That referee was that was a terrible, terrible decision, in my opinion. But look, these things happen. Um, and then, of course, they scored their second goal. Another bit of shambolic defending by West Ham. And really, we were lucky. Uh, you touched on it uh, yesterday. We, we were lucky it was only 2-0. Yes, they could have been four got four nil quite easily. In fact, I think there there was a goal disallowed, wasn't there, for a foul on Ariola, if I remember rightly. And I think, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that and, and that, that was, that was that nothing was wrong with it. That was pathetic as it was, though. The defending for that one was horrendous. It was horrendous, and there was no foul on the keeper, was there? Like, as far as I'm concerned, like nothing. There was, no. it was a goal. There was nothing. It was it, it, we. That was a goal. <laughs> like so. Yeah, I think it was a bit harsh on them, to be honest. But I mean it. You know, we scored, uh, they, they scored late in the game and they scored late in the second half. I mean, again, it, it just shows you that, you know, when the mental, the mentality is not really up there at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, what was it? The 45th plus third minute we conceded in the first half. The worst time to concede, you know, you, you, you've got to be switched on. And the manner in which we conceded as well, um, you know, they look like they were in the dressing room having their oranges, you know, half time in yeah. already. Yeah. Just, do you know what I mean? It, it didn't. It, they weren't switched on enough. You know, you've got to fight for every single minute. You know, I've never got this whole 
this this thing where you know it's like the 35th or the 45th minute and you're just sort of trying to coast into the into the second uh, into the second half like you've just mm, got to be switched yeah. on for every minute of the football match yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me why you'd be like well you know it's 45th minute we're not going to concede are we like it just doesn't happen does it like most teams concede in that time period that's when you really need to switch on and make sure that you're not yeah. making those mistakes and we can see two goals from it it's just and it, ju- it just shows you the the level of concentration the level of passion you know where the team's at at the moment to concede mm. a goal that late in the game and not be fighting for you know to get into that half time nil nil and try and pick it up from there it just shows you exactly where we're at yeah it, it, there's a real lack of mental strength in this side at the moment it really is and it, it's just evident we look, we look very much like a rabbit in the headlights at the moment and mate, to go to I, a side like Nottingham Forest not good enough mate is it I, I don't want to keep talking about the Arsenal game but did you see any player on that pitch berate any other player well, this, this is what go back to the back to the center circle to kick off again. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I don't see any leadership in the side. I just don't. No. I don't see not any. I, I I don't understand why Zoom is the captain. He's not a captain. Right. He hasn't. I've never, I've never seen him have a, pull the team in. I don't see him rallying them. I don't see him. I don't see anything. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't get it. And, that, and again, that's another mark against Moyes' name. He's picked Zuma. Everyone. I think all of us were a little bit baffled. Really, Zuma. Zuma, the captain. Okay, we did. Didn't expect to see that one. Maybe give him a bit of a chance. And to be honest, we had a good start to the season, didn't we? We just got some good results early on. And you thought, okay, maybe he is pretty good captain. We're not seeing much leadership, but maybe behind the scenes, he's a good captain. But we're seeing here that actually he's not because we're not seeing any rallying at all. And as you say, the Arsenal game, you just had the heads were all down, including our captain, after every goal. It's not good enough. Um, I think that's a key factor, actually, is why we're struggling. Uh, before we quickly go on to David Moyes' talk then, because we do need to talk about David Moyes and his position at the club. Um, man of the match yesterday, I'm guessing we're probably going to have the same player for this, but go on, who would you say that came out of that game with any real credit? I, I, I wasn't really planning on giving a man of the match, honest, mate, after that performance. Um, oh, no, I'll, know, I'll, I'll get you Ariola. off again. Ariola, yeah. yeah I, I, I think Ariola, I, I think he's going to Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all I can really. I wasn't really planning on giving one, but if I ever had to, then probably Areola because you know he's definitely saved us quite a few goals this season. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's uh, yeah, yeah, he did, did all right. He put, he put some good. Yeah. I know, I know this all oh, disallowed. He could have done better with, but the yeah overall he was good. He was okay. Like yeah, I feel for him really. I feel I actually feel for him. You know that, that must be really painful. What's that now? What's what we going to see? Three, six, nine. That's eleven goals in three games. I mean, it's just horrendous, isn't it? Horrendous uh, turn of events at the club at the moment. It really is bad. Um, right, let's talk about David Moyes. I mean, the, the, the bloody, I hate the Moyes in, Moyes out thing. I hate it. And the divide at the moment between the fan base is horrible um, because of it. Um, I, I, know, I do feel like it's slightly probably more, even people that have probably been quite Moyes in are probably starting to get a little bit exhausted with it all a little bit. But, you know, people are absolutely entitled to their opinion. I don't think it's fair on fans to ask people if Moyes in, Moyes out because you don't know who the alternative. That's the problem. Like, if they said to you, right, we've got this manager lined up, what do you think? But, you, you, you know, regardless of that, um, as I've touched on it before, I've, I think we're starting to see a change, though, now. It, it feels different. It doesn't feel like just a bit of a bad run of form. I think we're just seeing such a loss of belief now with these players. I think the players are a bit exhausted with it, Riley. I think one thing we need to bear in mind, the press as well, the press are doing my head in regard <laughs> to the Moyes situation because, and David Moyes is a little bit as well, because David Moyes has come out and said, Numerous times. Well, the fans haven't had it so good. The fans have never had it so bloody good, really. Not, the club have been so brilliant. Look, you just won a trophy. They keep forgetting the fact 
that last season was horrendous. Like we were in a relegation battle all season and we could have gone down. That seems to be just completely forgotten. Like we did, they don't ever mention that. And he's not going to, is he, David? He's not going to highlight it. But the press ignore it as well. They just never mention it, um, that we had a bad season last season. And they also fail to forget that the, the season before uh, that, we were awful from the turn of the year. when we, we, we That's the season we finished in the Europa League. We got to the semi-finals. If you remember, we got to the semi-finals of the Europa League, obviously lost. But our Premier League form was horrific. We 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 were pushing at that point. It was the turn of the twenty when we the year turned twenty twenty two. At that point, we were challenging top four. We were kind of in and amongst that conversation, and you thought, oh wow, you know, what a brilliant time for the club. And our all of a sudden, our form, our league form, dipped big time. And then, but but because we had that Europa League campaign going on where we were doing well it masked what was going on in the Premier League. So effectively, again, much like what happened last season, they were just going, well, West Ham are doing so well. They're doing so well. The fans have never had it so good. But we went from like top four contenders to just scraping seventh where we got the um, uh, the Conference League qualification. So you could argue, really, we, we, we were bad from that point. We had, that was, what was that? So, yeah, beginning of 2022. The following season, which was Declan Rice's last season, that um, obviously we got into the Europa League, Europa Conference League, and we were awful from day one. We lost to Man City. We lost to Forest again. Another crap performance. We, we scraped. Well, it was a bit unfortunate, but we lost. And we had a really bad, bad season where we only just about pulled away from the relegation zone with about what was it, like seven or eight games to go, um, and got safe. Uh, but then again, bad season. But it was masked by our European success. And this season, we've started well. Credit to David. Yeah, we did start well. And thank God we did, because otherwise we'd be looking at relegation, I think. We would be with this form at the moment. But we've and our form's tailed off again. We've gone back to where we were. So actually, when they keep talking about fans have not had it so good, it's been so brilliant, it's been so amazing. It hasn't actually been good for a long time. We've had some really pretty poor spells, but we're just because our European football always seems to mask the actual issues that are going on at the club. Um, I mean... I, 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 as I said earlier, mate, this is just my point of view, Riley, and you're entitled to yours, of course. I'm not talking speaking for you, and you, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm always grateful to David Moyes, really am. I think he's been an excellent manager for West Ham because he has done what we needed to do. He stabilised us, he got us into the, um, you know, Europe, and it's been great. Let's be honest, created some great memories. But I, I, I get the feeling that with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. His time's coming to an end now. I really do. I think like the fans have not only turned, but I think the players are starting to get becoming a bit exhausted. Where, where are you standing on the whole Moyes thing and this new deal with his? Are you, are you feeling that that's now out the out the question, or do you think there's still a chance he could turn this? Or where, where are you sitting on it, mate? Well, I mean, he does say some questionable things, and um, you know, I think 
has Eddie Howe ever come out of Newcastle and said the fans have never had it so good? You know, mm. has, has Zerbi mm. ever come out of Brighton? Brighton, for Christ's sake. I mean, come on now. Like, no disrespect to Brighton whatsoever, but they literally just appeared in the top six. Just appeared. No, like, like they got brilliant recruitment systems, but they're a selling club who mm. don't buy big names, who stumble upon, you know, these brilliant talents because they're support networks, but they don't spend a lot of money. You know, mm. they've literally just stumbled into the top six. They've barely spent a penny. They've stumbled into the top six. They've stumbled yeah. onto a manager who's playing this great brand of football. Has, has anyone ever said, oh, well, with the Brighton fans, they should be bloody grateful, shouldn't they, for what they've got? You know, mm. and, and, you know, fair enough, maybe they are. But, you know, I've seen a fair few Brighton fans complaining about, you know, the performances and not signing this player and not doing this. And, you know, when they were having their really bad run in Europe, you know, mm. when it looked like they might go out in the group stages, they were all complaining. Didn't see one single person say, come out and say, well, you know, they never had it so good, have they? So I don't know why we've got this thing where it's like, well, you know, you've got to be grateful for what you've had in the past. Like, so, sod what you've got now. You've got to be grateful for what you've had in the past. I don't mm. really, I don't really get that, you know. Unfortunately, in football, last season is last season, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can put it on your CV and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll definitely, you know, love the memories. But, you know, it, it, last season is last season. This season, this season. I can only look at it from this season. Mm. Um, my, my only thought process on it is we, you know, we must have done probably about, what, 15, 20 videos, you know, talking about David Moyes um, last season, you know, midway through the season. I think we, we wanted him gone, you know. But was it was it World Cup last season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It, it feels like miles away, but yeah, you know, with the World Cup last season, that's when we wanted him gone, wasn't it? We said, Look, well, it was the perfect no. time, wasn't it? It was that we were going, Look, you've got the perfect time, get the manager out now, get a new one in, you've got a month to get, to get him yeah. integrated with it, you know. But they didn't take it, of course. Yeah, but would you say hindsight's 2020? Would you say that keeping him was the right decision or the wrong decision? Because we've been here before, mm. mate, we have, and Obviously, he went on to win a trophy. He signed some brilliant players. He brought Steinard in. I was actually quite excited mm. by the start of the season. So, you know, were we, were we wrong back then to want him to sack, to be sacked? I mean, we might be right now, but were we yeah. wrong back then to want him to have uh, been gone? I mean, that's a really good argument because, of course, or good point, should I say, because you, you were right because we went on to win a trophy. So, I mean, the, the argument, obviously, on the other side would be, well, with the squad that we had and the tournament we were in and the player teams that we were playing, we should have done well anyway. I mean, I think, you I know, agree apart, apart from the last couple of games, Alkmaar and Fiorentina are probably the challenging ones. But apart from that, really, I, I think most managers would have taken us, you know, but I don't want to take that away from Moyes because he was still a great achievement. He's, you know, he seems to get Europe pretty spot on, to be fair to him. Um my, my, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe there is that argument. And as you say, that we've got the Europa League coming up again. You know, it kicks off next month. And who's to say that David Moyes won't do very well and get us playing well for that? I mean, it's hard to see it at the moment, to be fair. It's very difficult to envision us now turning this around and playing work very well. Um, I mean, I still think a lot of managers would have done well with the squad that we had. I think that's the biggest problem that Moyes has got with his comments that, you know, like this whole West Ham fans have never had it so good. He's talking as if he's in charge of Luton or someone like that, that he's got them into Europe and going, look, I've got a really basic squad here. I've got hardly any resource. I've got no money. I've got nothing really. I've got a championship side with a couple of League One players thrown into it and we're bloody in top six. Then he'd have a really good point to say, look, stop marrying at me. I'm, I'm doing my best. With the, you know, 
this is not Luton Town. This is what you know. You're talking about a club that's got the second biggest stadium in the country. You've spent something around about five hundred million pound ish, whatever it is, four hundred million pound on players. You've got Mohamed Kadouche. You've got you've got bloody Lucas Paqueta. You've got um, Jared Bowen. You've got Edson Alvarez. You've got a top draw squad of players. You've got money to spend. The club was saying to you, we can bring you Louis um, uh, Zaha, wasn't it? Um, bring you into the club. Um, uh, Wilfred, sorry, Wilfred Zaha. You've got um, you know, let's stop painting this picture that you're at some pauper club and you just, and that's what he kind of keeps implying that, oh, you know, well, these fans, you know, West Ham fans expect more because we should be getting more now. Like, and please get this straight. I think as well, they keep, when they keep saying West Ham fans expect good, what they expect, what do they expect to be in the top, you know, top four, be challenging for the league title? No, but we want to see some hunger and some, you know, drive that we want to push on and do well that I, I just I can't stand this sort of attitude of like well accept it you know get over it kind of attitude and that's kind of what we got yesterday wasn't it from Moyes you know I've got a couple of quotes from here quickly I mean I just jotted them down he said yeah fans have never had it so good and also losing to Forest isn't a sin I don't know what people are moaning about it's like I don't want to hear Weird. that like Weird. would um you know Ange at Spurs say that Going out of a go, oh, get over it. Well, well, who's the spur? Well, like, you know, what sort of attitude is that? Would Arteta say that about Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Would would Ten Hag say that? No, like, stop putting us in this bracket of being like as if you're in charge of fucking South End and you can't believe. And we, you know, we just we just you know lost to a Premier League side. It's not you. It really that's what I think fans are getting fresh frustrated. And dare I say it, Riley, I'm starting to feel that David Moyes is going down the path of Allardyce now with these comments. He's kind of going up against the fans a lot, and he's being quite arrogant actually. And what he's saying. Um, and I think as well, that's one thing that's really holding Moyes back, and it always has done, is that he really doesn't seem to get it, does he, West Ham? He doesn't quite, the penny's just not dropped with him about what the club's about. He seems to still act like he's like at this sort of small time club, and, you know, I'm just trying to get you over the line. <clears throat> I've always been willing to accept David Moyes' style of football a little bit, as long as it works. But when it doesn't work, that's when it becomes very frustrating, and it hasn't been working for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that you have to remember, mate, that a lot of people sort of say, like, oh, where did West Ham get this divine right to be in Europe sort of thing? Let's not forget our home, the place that we've been, at, you know, for all of our lives has been ripped away from us in 2015 with mm. the promise of Champions League, Europa League, better squad, better facilities. That was made, that promise was made to us in 2015, 2016. That's what it you know? So if, if clubs are going to come at us and say, well, you know, what more do West Ham want? What more do West Ham want? We were literally fucking, we were promised it. We were literally told, yeah. you're going to get Champions League, you're going to get Europa League. We, weren't, we didn't just wake up one day and think, oh, do you know what? I think we deserve Champions League, Europa League. We literally yeah. got told, we're going to kick on, we're going to move on, we're going to spend money, and we're going to get mm. Europa League, Champions League, and this is going to be our next step up. That is literally what we got fucking told by the mm. owners of our football club. It's what's happened. It's taken, what, like four years for it to actually materialise because the managers and the infrastructure wasn't good enough. You know, finally Moyes has been able to do it. And all of a sudden, because we've got it and we're a bit like, oh, you know, we're very grateful for the football, but also the football's fucking shit. And now yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. we're like, well, what more do they want? You know, they've got Europa League. They should be happy watching there being miserable for, you know, four years straight, basically. I mean, you know, the, the first, Moise's first season back in the lockdown football was brilliant. And then post mm. that, I, I, you know, we haven't really played good good football. No, like, we just haven't. And, you know, are we in a situation here? Obviously, it's it's very, very, very different, but... You know, Arsene Wenger at Arsenal, very different situation. Like, I'm not trying to compare it at all. But, you know, Arsenal fans respected Arsene Wenger for his legacy, but they still recognise it was his time to go. Yes, you know, 
can, yeah. can we respect David Moyes and admit that, yes, he's done very well for us and still mm. wouldn't believe? I don't really get this whole thing of, you know, me saying, oh, David Moyes has to go and everyone being, well, he got a share. Everybody got it's like, okay, yeah, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, exactly. We've got a share, right? And it was squad of yeah, he's got Europe with a squad of players that are capable, you know what I mean? Like an exceptionally good sort of place. As you say, it's not as if he's dealing with a really, really bang average squad of players and way overachieving. And then you go, well, then, it's, then you have the argument. A lot of managers with this squad of players would do well. I think that's the that's the feeling. Um, I, I totally agree with you, mate. I, I'm absolutely in agreement with it. And you're right. Like I, I'm tired of listening to these pundits, these Jamie Carragher's and Gary Neville's coming out. What annoys me with these people, right? If you spoke to them, right, if I was speaking to Gary Neville now and I said to him, Gary, um, should Brighton be dreaming of top six football and dreaming of European football and dreaming of maybe one day breaking the Champions League? His response would be, yeah, of course they should be. That, that, that's, that's what football's all about. That's what, you know, you should be striving. You should be dreaming. But yet when the fans moan and say, oh, we want to go and push on, it's almost like, oh, get back in your box. You've had it good. Go away. It's like, why can't we want more? Why, why have we got to be kept in the box? Why? It's almost like they, they contradict themselves all the time. Alan Shearer does it. You know what I mean? The second they see us lose, you go, what are they moaning about? What are the fans moaning about? Oh, my God, they, what do they want? What do they want? Well, we want to do well. Well, yeah, it really annoys me. And I, I don't think us fans are asking for too much. And we're not even asking for, you know, that's the thing. They miss that. They seem to think we're all going, well, we should be challenging for the title with all Champions League spaces. Well, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying I want to see some bloody hunger, like some drive and, des- you know, uh, eagerness to want to do well. And at the moment, I just don't see it at West Ham. I think, I'd, you know, the January transfer window was a prime example of it. Just this lacklustre attitude to everything. Oh, yeah, well, we could have gone for him. Nah. Uh, Brozier, yeah, we could have got him on loan, but we went, nah. We, we got Antonio coming back. But what sort of ambitions that? Do you know what I mean? It's just, just get real. I'm, I'm just tired of it. And I think the players are tired of it. The fans are certainly tired of it, mate. And I think... I think the writing's starting to come on the wall now. I mean, it's going to take a real big turn of events for Moyes to, to get this around and get the fans back on side. And I think the fans are gone anyway. The fans have been gone for quite a long time uh, with David Moyes, I think, as a majority anyway. I think the fans are becoming quite exhausted. Um, and the club have got to wake up to it because that's the other thing, you know, that, that's worrying is the ownership of this football club, mate. Is that, that's what worries me more, actually, than Moyes is because I think they're, they're just so detached from what's going on. They don't seem to have an understanding. They don't get it. They just do not get it. Um, final thoughts on it then, mate. Look, bad result. You know, we've got Brentford at home coming up. I don't think that anyone's going to be going to have any confidence. Um, my gut feeling is, though, with David Moyes, is just my gut. I, I think he'll see the season out. I, I mm. think will. I don't think they'll sack him before the end of the season. I think we will see. Because, like you've just said, I think they'll look at the Europa League and think maybe what you're thinking, look, we're safe. We're not going to get relegated. We've done this before. We had a bad, bad season, but we won a trophy. Maybe this season will happen again. Have another crappy Premier League season. Don't get anywhere, but go on and bloody win the Europa League. Maybe that's what they're thinking now because that's... I don't know about you, mate. Are, you, are your hopes of top seven, top six, are they dwindling now? Are they, or do you still think we're in with a hunt? No, I mean, they are dwindling a little bit. And I also think that it just gives Moyes another mandate for another season. It's like, well, you know, we've just slogged it out for... Another season has been shit football, uh, but he did get Europa League in, didn't he? So uh, I guess we're just, like it just gives him that little bit. At least if he didn't get Europa League, the owners might be able to sit there and look and say, well, you know, last season we almost got relegated. The next season we couldn't really kick on and get Europe. Like, you know, I think realistically you've not really done well enough, so we're going to have to bring in a new manager. Uh, but mm. in my eyes, I think this is this right now, at this point in time, this is the perfect time to get someone else in because we're not going to get relegated. Like, it's just not going to happen. There are so many worse. Even if we go on, like, a 
you know, 10, 15 game winless run, I cannot see us getting relegated with the teams down there. Mm, so mm. You, know, you bring in a new manager and, you know, the rest of this season, we just, you know, get back to playing some good football, even if we don't get top eight this season. And then we can, I mean, look at what teams have been able to achieve when they haven't had Europe, uh, European football. You know, look at how new how well Newcastle did with that European football. Brighton, mm. how well they do with that European football. A season without European football is not going to kill us. It's not going to mean, oh, the, it's over now. You know, we've, we can't get it again. You know, we've got it four yeah. years in a row. Now that we haven't got it for a season, that's it. We've, we're finished. Like, we can easily bring in a new manager as of right now, get him to the end of the season, next season kick on and see what we can do. And even if we don't get Europa League next season, it's got to be a project. I don't see David Moyes' project. I don't see the direction he's taken. I'm, I'll be, I'm much happier to have a manager who's not getting the same accolades that Moyes is getting, but I can see the direction that he's going in and it's a positive direction, as opposed to someone like Moyes where I'm just sort of like, I'm just waiting for it to end. Do you know what I mean? I'm waiting yeah, for yeah. I'm waiting for Europa League to end. I'm waiting for the, you know, like I say, he's got the mandate at the moment to be able to manage with the stuff that he's done. But, you know, with that aside, it's it's not inspiring football. I don't I don't think he speaks well uh, of himself. He does speak with arrogance, which he has kind of earned. I mean, he's one of the longest serving managers of the Premier League, but arrogance is not going to get you anywhere with the fans. Um, especially when you're getting performances. I mean, you know, losing to Forest isn't a sin. That's just, it, it, it's so far away from what you want to hear from a manager. You know, basically mm. saying, well, yeah, we lost, but like, you know, get off our backs a little bit. Like, it's Forest. It's not, it's not like it's Luton. It's like, well, yeah, but they are fucking almost bottom of the league. Like, I don't know. I, I just think his press conferences are uninspiring. He never comes out and bashes the players or shows a bit of passion or anything, really. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad one, but I think, Probably he has to go at this point. I think he's going to struggle. I think he'll struggle to retain his job uh, in the long term. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, at the end of the day, for him to turn this around now, it's going to take a lot. Um, and I've, at the moment, I'm not seeing the belief in amongst the players. And I think that's the biggest problem he's got. I don't think it means he's lost the dressing room. I hate that phrase, but I think he's, I think he's going to struggle to inspire them now. They look, they look like lost a little bit. These, this team, and it's a worry, mate. It's a worry. You know, um, this is going to be a big topic. It's going to be talking about for a long time. We're going to try not to do too many videos talking about David Moyes in his future because it just feels like a, a never-ending conversation, doesn't it? But we will obviously try and um, do it when it's needed and talk about other things as well. We've got lots of bits and pieces coming up. I'm sure this week, other videos um, and and whatnot. We obviously we've got to start preparing for the next game. Brentford, which is a big, big game, mate, you know, under uh, back at London Stadium. And look, it, it's a hard one to be positive about today. It's really hard. It's been a really bad run of form. Uh, the talk about David Moyes' future is going to be sort of, what's going to be going, dominating all week, let's be honest. Um, but look, mate, let's try and keep our heads up and and, and fingers crossed, uh, you know, we've got some f uh, things to look forward to. We still have got the Europa League this season, but yeah, it's, it's, let's be honest, it's very hard to get up for these things. <laughs>